time for rolling. Hey, what's up, guys? We're going to start this episode off a little differently. I want to showcase this little sound piece uh, created by Sean P. Music. Uh, he creates music for Vainglory and sound clips for Vainglory. Uh, having to do with music behind each character. Uh, this one is called, uh, this one is Lance's little music piece. It's called Onward Without Fear. Obviously, us at Time for Rolling. Uh, we get the name Time for Rolling from Lance's sound piece when he says Time for Rolling. So we love Lance. I found this piece. I loved it. So I wanted to showcase this. Uh, so make sure you, I'll put the link in my show notes. Sean P. Music on SoundCloud. Go through all of them. Listen to them. They're so cool to listen to. But I'll play the first couple minutes of it and go ahead and take a listen. That is one trade. T-Tigers is still pretty healthy. Tries to jump in. He finds one. This is a big turnaround for Liberation X. They might get the third. They might find an ace here. On to Lost Boy Top. Surrey Strike is not oh. enough. Because it goes down. He might go for Donna Twips. He's going to get one. He's got to get two. Lost Boy oh, Top. Oh, Lost Boy Top. He does it. He gets the two versus one turnaround under the turret. He lives two. Hey, what's up, everyone? Endless55 here, and welcome back to Time for Rolling Esports, episode number 036. Is that correct? Ooh, I, is it 36? It might be. I think, I think it's correct. 36. Uh, that voice you hear is Crude Sloth, my co-host. Uh, we are currently not together anymore. Summer has flown by. I am back at school, and we are back to recording over our mics and uh, and completely different places. Kind of dreading it because it was really nice being able to sit right next to you. And I mean, the re- the recordings were just smooth, and but we we should figure this out. This will be all right as long as I sound all right. Hopefully, I sound okay. Eventually, we'll get you a better mic that you sound clear and perfect. But until then, we have to you know deal with it. So this past weekend, man, it was it was pretty nuts. Um, NA kind of uh, played out exactly how we thought it was going to be, and that is not knowing what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, EU side, we can go ahead and dive into EU uh, real fast and look at these matchups. Uh, we had Clash play uh, Fnatic first right away. I think B and you both did pick Fnatic to win that. They did win that two to one though, so that was a close matchup. A lot of two ones this week into the Europe scene. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good competition this week, actually. Uh, looking at the next matchup, it is G2 versus Calamity Reborn. Uh, Calamity, is that, was that your team, Crude? 
Yeah, I picked Calamity to go all the way to the championship, so it was a rough week for me and EU. Go figure, but what's new? Yeah, G2, uh, they play pretty well. They do take that 2-1. to one. Uh, Next matchup, uh, Mouse Sports versus Salty Potatoes. Uh, I picked Salty Potatoes a win. I believe you did as well. Uh, we see, yep. you know, Mouse Sports, they played well as well. They, uh, you know, took that 2-1. to one. So uh, we see the last matchup then, SK Gaming versus Dynasty, uh, a matchup I got correct. I picked SK 2-0 to zero on that over Dynasty. And I did not get that one correct. I picked Dynasty, so I was only one for four on day one with Europe. It was a rough day for me. But, yeah, I, I thought Dynasty and Mowgli was going to pull it out. But SK, they, uh, they're definitely performing well right now, so can't, I can't argue that. Yeah, so looking at semifinals, Fnatic versus uh, G2, Mouse Force versus SK. This is looking to play out exactly how I wanted it to. Uh, all Fnatic needs to do and win, and SK needs to win to go to the finals, and then Fnatic needs to win. Then I get a crazy amount of points, and I come back and beat you. But uh, we see an, an older <laughs> finals. We see G2 beating Fnatic and Mouse Sports beating SK. So G2 versus Mouse Sports in the finals. Um, neither you or I were thinking that this was going to be a possibility this weekend. Nope, not at all. Actually, I thought these were probably two more of the bottom teams other than Clash and Man Oh Man were we surprised. So G2 has finally gotten back to their old ways that we saw in uh, the Unified, the way they played in the Unified Championships back in winter, or spring, I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah. So looking at the finals, then you see, you know, Mouse Sports versus G2. I don't know if you picked up any of the finals of that game or any of the, the – the the matchups but uh the last game g2 versus mouse sports just man and uh the other guys on his team they went uh three carries they all were crystal powered every single one of them i mean like normally in bangalore if you're gonna run three carries someone's weapon powered or someone you know you run at least both but in this case they're like nah let's just do all crystal you saw um you know g2's captain i can't think of what his name is right now uh but he had yeah yeah, okay. He had like double Aegis just to try to, you know, defend himself from all the crystal power. You saw Dark Potato. Uh, if we did do MVPs for uh, Europe scene, it would probably be Dark Potato because he yeah. played uh, a Lance and at one, a weapon powered Lance and he went like 22 and like five or something, which is that's probably easily the most kills we've seen, you know, on any of uh, the Vanglory. One guy. Yeah, in any of the Vanglory competitions, we barely see 22 kills on, on a team in general. So, uh, but the major thing for me was that Fnatic versus SK, that third place matchup. SK does win that matchup, which means that bumps SK above Fnatic, and that does give SK the first place position. So let's go real quick and go over uh, Europe's final standing point and the top six teams that will be going to Los Angeles. Uh, SK with 32, Fnatic with 31, Mouse Sports with 29, uh, Dynasty with 20, Team Clash with 17, and G2, they come back and get 16. So we have both challenger teams, Salty Potatoes and Calamity Reborn, uh, out of the Unified Live Final. So the you know the top six teams, I think that's well-deserved. They have been in VG8 the whole time, so they will be going on to the Unified Live Finals. Uh, do you want to go ahead and go on? I was kind of surprised by that, though. I thought that Salty Potatoes or Calamity Reborn, one of those teams, were going to get in the mix to go to the live finals. Uh, I would have really liked to see Calamity Reborn, Leon, try to get in there and see if he'd actually go. But I guess we'll have to wait until uh, another another season to see if that happens. Yeah, I'm glad he's not going to ruin the whole flow of things if he wasn't be, going to be able to travel. So uh, how many points did you get off yeah. of Europe then? Oh, I got a whopping one point. All right, one point for you to add your total, and then three points for me. So uh, we'll come back to that after NA. We'll keep those points in mind. But uh, let's transition over here to NA then and get into some of these uh, crazy matchups. Uh, first one, Cloud9 versus Gangstars. We know this is a you know a big matchup for Gangstars. They are sitting at 13 points going into this. You know they're right above Rogue and Immortals, so. Yeah, they kind of have to, you know, get these points to you know, move on to get into the unified finals. And, you know, that's just a hard matchup for them. You know, playing a, a Cloud Nine team. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, they, they. I thought that they drafted fairly well, other than like let's see in the first one that they had, they picked up a fin. I wasn't really uh, 
fond of that pickup. But, you know, the second game, they go ahead and they actually do pick up that Kroll with the double heel. I, I liked that going into it, but it definitely did not end up working out for them. They, Cloud9 countered it with a, a pedal at the end. So uh, it was a rough series for Gangstars, and they were pretty much left to hope that Immortals and Rogue would not do well. Yeah, um, you know, being competitive people, me and you both playing sports growing up, you know, we've been in tournaments where you kind of have to sit back and watch another team and hope that team loses in order for you to move on to the next day. And as you know, as a competitive team, you never want to leave that in another team's hand. You want to have that in your hand. You want to have your destiny or your whatever, your fate in your own hand. And unfortunately, Gangstars left it up to other teams. And like we'll talk about later, you know, those teams performed. But yeah, like you had mentioned that uh, Finn, you know, slow. And then when you have Akashka and Fortress, some of the two fastest paired heroes in the game yeah. uh that was kind of rough and then you mentioned that pedal pick i love joseph um he did all right i mean he went 13 and 2 so he did decent on the pedal uh you know yeah. he's xenotech just kind of got dominated in the jungle he couldn't really be a dominant force on that crawl didn't have enough healing or damage coming out of iraqi uh to really help support him so uh, yeah, Cloud9 does take that series 2-0. to zero. Um, Moving on to the next matchup, then we do see Hammers versus Immortals. Uh, obviously, this was a pick in our, re- our prediction episode. Me and you discussed uh, Hammers. We both picked Hammers, but once again, just like the last week when we had solid Immortals versus TSM, uh, we were kind of hoping Immortals would win. We want to see Immortals in that top six spot. We think they will perform well live. Uh, so this yep. is a very interesting matchup. First draft here for Hammers. Uh, I was kind of worried going into it. We see Hammers get that triple comp that they had ran uh, last uh, like two weeks ago, and it like done really well. That Catherine, Celeste, and Jewel. So like I was pretty worried to see that. Um, you know, Immortals. They do draft the the Vox and that um, Samuel. So sticking to the route of we will. Uh, kite you and use our distance to our advantage, which Immortals did very well with. Early game, you know, we saw the comp work for Hammers. They got, you know, that once you get the CC, you get on top of them, you know, triple man stun, or sorry, triple stun back to back to back, you know, so that's very rough to get out of that. But once we saw Immortals pick up, you know, reflex blocks, they started dominating. Well, yeah, I think another big factor with that, though, was Max Green getting that, uh, the Echo, and you have that double fearsome shade. Uh, when you have that kiting ability, you know, you can throw out those fearsome shades and you can just kind of kite back while they're have, they're forced to disengage. So you can kind of like run back in and with, with, you know, with them trying to get those stuns off that rocket leap or the core collapse, you got to be a little bit closer and for them to kind of stay away or push them away. Um, I think it was really beneficial to them, obviously, with that 16 to 4, those final kills and Immortals taking that win. Yeah, and then the, the next matchup we see... Uh... Immortals, once again, you know, drafting kind of a straightforward, the Vox and uh, Samuel again. Um, I mean, Dianzio's Vox, man, he's just, when he's on that Vox, it's almost that he's in control. He's one initiating fights, and Dianzio, he's been rolling over people when he gets this Vox. It's definitely a, a hero teams need to be looking out for to ban. Yeah, absolutely. That And then T-Tigers was playing extremely well this weekend with Samuel as well, so. Um, you know, I think it's just the fact that Immortals, they have their their hero pool is extremely large. We know with T-Tigers, he can play a lot of people. The Zeos, you know, have no issues playing any one of the laners. He used to be, you know, extremely well with Gwen back when he was in meta. But yeah, I, Immortals just played much better than Hammers this week, in, in my opinion. Obviously, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think... Hammers, I think their synergy was just uh, slightly off. They didn't, they weren't together. They're kind of getting picked off one by one in a lot of team fights. And Immortals, just their synergy this weekend was uh, just fantastic all around. Uh, Immortals knew they had to play to their best, and we put D, or excuse me, we I put Dianzio on my hot seat <laughs> I, or player to watch. I believe I forget which one, just because I, you know, it was it was very high. Um, it was intense, and he had a lot of pressure on him. So I was hoping, you know, Dianzio needs to perform and be that laner we used to that you know we used to see and that all of NA used to love. So I think he did that extremely well in day one. Uh, so they do win that series two to zero. You know, moving on to day two, they're they're putting themselves right in perfect position to get those extra points to go to um, the unified live final. So this next matchup we have is the Rogue versus Nova, which was going to be another crucial matchup. Rogue, you know, needed to get the victories here. Nova as well. Uh, 
played some pretty interesting matches here. I don't know if you want to start talking about the first one. I know the second and third match definitely had some interesting uh, drafts. Yeah, well, real quick, the only first thing I want to say about the first draft here is like with Rogue, they, we see him pick up a Cruel. I, I just think it's important that, you know, they still played this patch on 2.6. It's not 2.7. And in 2.7, Cruel got a buff. So you're going to be seeing a lot more Cruel. That, I mean, he's already being picked more now in this meta, but when they shift, I'm, you know, at the champ the Unified Live Championship, I think you're going to see a lot of Kroll either be banned or picked up right away. Yeah, I mean, we see the double weapon power that's been coming out. It's been coming more and more meta here recently, where teams will run double weapon power, and uh, we used to see the cooldown be around a lot. The cooldown and uh, Storm Crown's gone away, and now it's uh, even uh, a Glaive throw in the mix. They'll play double weapon power with that Glaive, that Crawl, so. Uh, it's definitely viable, and teams do win with it. But uh, in this first uh, matchup here for uh, Rogue, um, you know they do struggle against this uh, Lone Delphi on the Samuel, and then you see Truth, uh, who Truth has been, you know, playing extremely well on that Ringo. Uh, I was really surprised to see, you know, Ringo is still viable as well, and that's that's a crazy thing about Vanglory. Uh, we'll talk about it later when we get back to TSM. But uh, you know, these teams are pulling out heroes that we don't see as much. But uh, these players are proving that each character and hero are, are still maybe just as viable. You just don't see them as much. So, yeah, that first game, Nova does win that 12-3. to um, Moving on to the second game, uh, looking at the Rogue draft, we do see a Grumpjaw and Ringo. And, you know, during this time, we saw the uh, analyst and the announcer, the casters, talking about how we're going to see double weapon, double weapon, double weapon, which makes sense that Grumpjaw to be a tension bow double tyrants. That is a huge burst damage. So, you know, why not have a Power Ringo? That just kind of makes sense. That's what's been happening is the double weapon. But, uh, you know, Hammy, he throws us all a giant curveball. <laughs> yeah, surprise. It's a Crystal Power Ringo, and he did fairly well with it. Uh, you know, ends up going six and four. Um, you know, there's a couple different builds you can go with that Crystal Power Ringo. I, you know, they were talking about how picking up the Broken Myth or, you know, what you can do the Echo to get with the Shatter Glass for the double Hellfire Brew. There's quite a few varieties you can do with this this build. Um, I like the way that Hammy built this one. Uh, obviously, picking up that Broken Myth, the Alternating Current, and that Shattered Glass. Ends up going 6-4. and four. Uh, On the original, he did great with that Grump, Grump Jaw as well. He was only going with a, a three-item uh, three offensive Grump Jaw, though. He did build more defense than what you try to get. Sometimes a, a four-offense, uh, the Double Tyrant's Monocule on that, but... They played really well and got the win on this one. Yeah, um, I was surprised to see Lone Delphi, uh, you know, that Kashka against the Grumpjaw. Definitely a harder matchup for him. Uh, Truth couldn't do, uh, couldn't hard carry like we've seen him do in the past. So, yeah, Rogue does win this to force um, a game three. And, you know, Rogue, I guess what's not, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And they go ahead and draft a another Ringo, a Crystal Power Ringo, and they put Pawn on a different weapon carry in the jungle on this Glaive, and uh, Hammy goes even more damage. This time he goes to Shatter Glass, Broken Myth, Alternating Current, and then the Echo uh, does even better. goes 11-4, and four. but unfortunately the team fights uh, were just, you know, too sloppy back and forth towards the end. Uh, if the uh, Hellfire Brew was blocked out, Hammy wasn't getting the burn he needed to do the damage. Truth, uh, you know, he had uh, the... Broke or breaking point, Tyrant's Monocle, and the Tornado Trigger. And uh, at the end, he went 4-8, and eight, but at the end, you see uh, Team uh, Rogue. They have no defense. So Truth really did a fantastic job of you know shredding through them late in the game. And that's the problem. If you're not going to build any armor, a build like this will definitely do some major work uh, late in the game. And that really just allowed Truth to kind of dominate. So yeah, let's go into this last matchup then, which was the stream or the match that was off stream, which is actually streamed over on Viz League. So uh, you can always go back and watch those. Uh, Team Silamid versus Tempo Storm. Uh, first matchup here, we see Team Silamid. Uh, they pick up that Baron. So best Chuck on Baron, pretty strong, uh, pretty strong hero for him. Tempo does get the Idris though, so I was interested to see how best Chuck would do against that. Uh, we also see Von C on the or we see the Crawl being drafted and the Baptiste being drafted, which TSM here did uh, pulled out a pretty slick trick here. Tempo Storm goes ahead and picks up the pedal to kind of counter Von C's Crawl. 
and uh, Flash just decides, well, you know what, let me just play that crawl as a captain, and we'll put Baptiste on Von C, and that way Petal doesn't have a counter for the crawl, because the crawl's a captain, and therefore it's not as important. So we see Flash X going 4-2, and two, getting an Echo early behind his fountain, having double from Hell's Heart. Best Chuck, uh, you know, he goes a 5-item bar Baron. He uh, sells his boots late game. Uh, he does a one last push with the team, and you know he was critting about 600s on like every turret he was hitting. So five Baron, uh, five item Baron is even scarier than four items. So that buff that's coming through, or that nerf that's coming through, excuse me, in 2.7 will definitely be huge for uh, that Baron player. So definitely have to look out for that. Um, you know, match two, Tempest Storm actually does bounce back, and they uh, get a Vox in that Samuel, which is a very strong comp. We also see Lost Boy Top on that Catherine, who's probably one of the strongest uh, captains right now in the meta. So uh, we'll see if that continues in 2.7. I know Catherine was changed as well as that during that patch as well. Um, Tempo Storm does go ahead and win that match too, forcing a game three. So that was huge for Tempo to get an extra point, move them up from 14 points to 15. Unfortunately, in this last game, uh, you know, Team Solo mid, they uh, get a strong draft. They um, Go ahead and pick up a draft that we'll see later on. We see a Crystal Idris coming out of uh, Best Chuck. We see that crawl back on Von C. And this comp is pretty deadly. And uh, it's definitely a comp that people may be trying to run themselves. Four item Idris Crystal Powered is pretty nuts. But yeah, Team Silliman goes ahead and takes disgusting. that. It's disgusting that, that CP Idris. Shout out to uh, Lucky Bread and uh, Flash X or whoever came up with that at TSM for that composition because it, it's. It's dirty. Yeah, uh, you get a chakra out there. Uh, you can absolutely melt someone off the face of the earth. You have to be prepared, be able to sidestep that or get out of the way because once it comes back, it, it hits even harder. So, uh, you know, we see Temple Storm moving on to day two. So we, uh, or excuse me, Team Silhouette moving on to day two. We see them having the chance to uh, get that uh, first place position they're looking to secure. I know uh, Team Silhouette has always been a team to try new things when they're in a secure spot, so I was interested to see if Team Silhouette was going to focus on getting that first place before they start trying anything crazy. So that is day one. Uh, let's go ahead and transition over to uh, day two, the semifinal matchups. All right, so first up, we got Nova taking on Immortals. Uh, this was huge, obviously. Immortals, they got the two points from day one. They still need more points to uh, kind of eliminate Gangstars or knock them down out of the Unified Live and, and to put Immortals going to LA. So we'll go ahead and get right into game one here. Nova on side A, Immortals on side B. Nova, they go ahead and ban out that Catherine. Uh, Immortals, they counter that by ban out the Grace, which allows Nova to pick up the Lyra right away. Immortals, they go ahead and pick up Vox. Uh, they go ahead and ban away Baron. Nova then bans Baptiste, which allows Immortals, they go ahead and pick up an Adagio. I was kind of surprised by that pickup, but they do bring that in. Um, they go ahead and pick, Nova goes ahead and picks up Kestrel and Samuel for the last two, and then Immortals rounds it out with a Glaive pickup. Yeah, the Adagio pickup was strange considering uh, we've seen in the past like Adagio being picked as a flex to kind of confuse people if that's going to be in the lane or maybe the captain position, especially with Dianzio. You know, he plays that Adagio pretty well. So after you saw the Vox, you kind of already you already know what's going to be coming out of the lane. So picking a Adagio like that isn't really hiding much. So that was an interesting draft from Immortals, but um, it doesn't really affect them. This game was... Uh, kind of crazy uh, a long game what was like 35 minutes or something yeah that was a long game i don't have the exact time but it, yeah. it went almost almost 40 minutes yeah 35 15 it says so uh dnzo and t tigers both weapon power here t tigers uh did a great job early game of getting early kills using the power spike to his advantage uh lone delphi unfortunately you know couldn't get his distance right from t tigers uh, the afterburns, putting uh, Dianzio in a position to absolutely just shred uh, Dianzio. Once he got that breaking point, you know, he did an excellent job of just finding Starboy and sticking on Starboy, getting those breaking points uh, stuck or stacked up and just waiting for the, you know, maybe the war treads or something to boost him for to get on the back line of Truth and Lone Delphi. So Dianzio on this game was easily the MVP. He was just the enabler, and you don't see him uh, waiting back and being timid. He was definitely taking the game in his hands. 
Yeah, TNT Tiger, some of his afterburns were so on point. Um, I know this game, it was, I think he played later on with it, and it wasn't as good, if, if I'm correct. But, uh, yeah, T Tigers, I think and Anzio both played extremely well this game. Yeah, so moving on to day two, then we have a more, or sorry, game two. Uh, Immortals on side A, Nova on uh, side B. Immortals go ahead and ban away that Grace right away, and Nova decides to ban away that Catherine. So two of the top uh, captains right now. Immortals do pick up the Lyra, which allows uh, Nova to pick up that Baptiste. So that's definitely a flex pick. Not sure where that will land. Uh, Nova does ban away that uh, Blackfeather, which is a pretty interesting ban. We haven't seen, at least for me, I'm sure T-Tigers Blackfeather is really strong, but it's not someone that I've seen T-Tigers play crazy a lot. Uh, Immortals do go ahead and ban away that Baron then, which allows Nova. They go ahead and pick up that Glaive, so I'm still not sure who's going to be captain here. I've seen, you know, we've seen recently Starboy playing that Captain Glaive again. Uh, Immortals' last two pickups are that Vox and Samuel. Once again, that is a very strong combination. DNZO on Vox normally equals a win. Samuel on um, T-Tigers. T-Tigers on Samuel is also very strong. And last pick for Nova is a um, Ringo. So we see Ringo back once again. Ringo being uh, kind of strong, starting to make his way back into the meta. And like I said, you know, DNZO on a Vox kind of equals a win. In this case, he dominates slightly, but T-Tigers is definitely the one who dominated this game. Yeah, I mean, looking at Nova's draft, I liked it because there was so much flexibility in it. And I wasn't sure, you know, is that going to be a Crystal Power Ringo? Is it going to be a Crystal Power Baptiste? But... You know, they do end up, Starboy gets on the Glaive, which allows Lone Delphi to do the Crystal Baptiste. And then we see Truth, uh, he, he goes Weapon Power Ringo, but this kind of surprising thing was about it. He he went the four um, offensive items build. He had that Startle Blade, the Tension Bow, the Tornado Trigger, and the Tyrant's Monocule on it. So he was putting out some serious damage. Uh, unfortunately, I just his positioning probably wasn't the best. He ends up going two and seven on that. And uh, I think that pick kind of backfired on on uh, Nova there a little bit. Yeah, that uh, Ringo build is the standard Kestrel build. I know that is used on Kestrel a lot. But, you know, Starboy just as the captain, uh, Glaive, he couldn't really do much to appeal for his team. His afterburns were only doing so much to keep maybe DNZO off of Truth. Uh, you see T-Tigers being someone who likes to kite and stay back on safe distance while using the Empowered Mouse and Verdict. That, you know, those are strong, so if you can't get your team away from that, you can't use a heal. There's no heals coming out of them aside from uh, the Fountain. So, you know, I was extremely uh, surprised with his uh, Glaive pick there. I think, you know, even like an Arden, where we don't see much, uh, would do a very excellent job of the Vanguard to keep Truth alive more, but... You know, I'm not the one drafting for them, but uh, they do go ahead and lose this 24 to 24 to six, unfortunately. So, you know, Immortals, they get to go ahead and move on to the finals. T Tigers, he had a in this game, he had a one shot, one kill. I know he didn't play a Kestrel, but some of those Malice and Verdicts were just sniping people. He went 12 and two. It was ridiculous. He played so good. Yeah, it's probably the most frustrating thing when you think you're behind your captain. But somehow that mouse and verdict sneaks right by you and hits you. So I'm sure it's not the <laughs> it's not the easiest thing to deal with. So yeah, let's go ahead and move on yeah. to the other semifinal, which is the classic okay. matchup, TSM and Cloud9. Yep. So first up, you got uh, game one, TSM on side A, Cloud9 on side B. Uh, right away we see TSM. They ban away that Vox. Uh, interesting. You don't see, well, we've seen it more often here lately, but uh, that box getting banned right away. But Cloud9, they go ahead and ban away the Baron. We've seen that multiple times. TSM, they go ahead and pick up the Idris right away. Uh, that allows Cloud9 to go ahead and pick up that Grace. Uh, Cloud9, they go ahead and ban away the Lyra. And then uh, TSM, they go ahead and pick up, or I'm sorry, they ban away the Glaive, which allows Cloud9 to pick up Adagio. So they have double heal. And then TSM, they pick up the Cruel and Catherine, which you were talking about earlier with this comp. We saw it on the off off stream game that you know this would be a CP address, and then uh, but Cloud Nine they do something a little bit different. Normally, if you see a double heal, you're gonna see like a, a Grump Jaw or a, a Glaive or something more tanky. But we see a Fortress get picked up, so this kind of surprised a lot of people. I feel like yeah, not only a Fortress but a Weapon Power Fortress. So not <laughs> I don't think we've seen a Weapon Power Fortress uh this patch this uh this split. So you know this is what we like to see. Uh, off pick, off meta picks, changing up the scene, not you know keeping everyone on their toes. 
the main thing here, the one reason why I think you know Cloud9 or TSM wasn't successful with this comp is mostly because of Gabe Bizzle's grace play. Uh, his holy novas and his knockups were just doing some work on Flash and Von C. Yeah. You know, Von C couldn't do the work he needed to. Gabe was too much of a nuisance. He was not allowing Von C to do the work on old school. And, you know, early on they were doing all right. But honestly, Flash just, you know, he has no crucible here, which means, you know, we, we see Gabe get crucibles against that uh, when he plays against a Grace. And he, you know, he crucibles and reflexes those Holy Novas for his team. Because, you know, if you, cannot, if you can avoid that knockup, you're going to survive and keep doing crazy damage. Uh, I love Joseph 4-1 and one on this very strange uh, Poison Shiv Tension Bow. I remember the, you know, I think Extoundrel talking about how, you know, uh, Fortress already has Mortal Wounds built in its kit. You know, why build uh, Poison Shiv? You know, there's maybe some other items that you could have built that would help his damage output. But it didn't really matter. Old School did the damage himself. 11-1 and one on that CP Adagio, and I know that is... Probably your biggest thing to watch out for is when old school's on Adagio, he's normally getting the victory. Oh, yeah, he destroys on that Adagio. But I was, to be honest, I was more impressed with best Chuck NAs that the Crystal Idris. Like, I am still just in love with this because I, Von C kind of getting caught out, like you see, like you were saying, with the whole Gabe Bizzle, the knock, the knock up and stuff. It was hard for him to get on top of people and stay on top of them. But best Chuck was literally just trying to put the entire team on his back and trying to do as much as he could. I mean, he had four kill, four out of the five kills for these guys. So I know at one point I thought he was going to try to turn around a 1v3. Didn't end up happening, but he was trying to take down as many people as he could with him. And that that uh, CP Idris is just extremely strong. I think we'll be seeing more of that now. The, the four-item CP Idris, it's just nuts. Like, we saw at one yeah. point where I Love Joseph just got absolutely played. He got outplayed. Like, I Love Joseph came into... Uh, Best Chuck was low, and they he tried to come over and try to get a kill off of him. And you know, Best Chuck's like, dude, watch this. He just throws out a chakra, sidesteps, uses his ultimate, hops on I Love Joseph, hops out, and he's still auto attacking and doing a crazy amount of damage all while healing because he has Eva Harvest. So it's yep. it's not something to mess with. If you get hit with that chakra three man, your your the chunks of health you're losing is insane. So teams need i have no idea what's going to happen for unified if this will be around still if europe will be you know trying to look at this figure out how they're going to defend this but uh even though his team lost he goes four and two and he, honestly like you kind of said best chuck did everything he could to win this game for this team absolutely so moving on to game two here um we got cloud nine on side a and tsm on side b uh right away cloud nine they go ahead and ban away that that baron TSM, they do the same. They ban away the Fox, allows Cloud9 to pick up the Grace. TSM, they go ahead and pick up that Baptiste, which that can be flexed either to Flash X or Von C. Uh, TSM, they go ahead and ban away the Adagio. They don't want to deal with that double heal, which I guess Lyra was still open. But uh, Cloud9, they go ahead and ban away that Catherine. TSM, they pick up that Kestrel. Uh, Cloud9, they go ahead and pick up the Glaive and the Petal. And then the last pickup for TSM, which was extremely interesting, but I think is extremely smart, they go ahead and pick up that Saw to counter that Petal. Uh, Saw, you know, laying down that Suppressing Fire can really do a lot of damage to that Petal's Munions and to just doing a lot of damage to Petal itself with it being so squishy. So it was an interesting draft by TSM and Cloud9 on this one. Yeah, it's not just a Saw. It's a CP Saw, which is the the, the important thing to know there is that uh, Von C suppressing fire and his um, his ultimate was doing a crazy amount of damage. And, you know, if Petal doesn't have her Munions, she can't survive, plain and simple. She can't use her spontaneous combustion to heal herself. She can't use that to get out the damage. So while Von C may have kind of struggled early on, once he got that build ramped up, uh, his, his combos were perfect. His uh, dank shanks, as Dowsy likes to call them, uh, we're extremely on point and early on he was you know getting some one shot you know hitting them once and absolutely melting them so uh, once again we see these top teams uh, being you know innovating and you know making a draft that works for them when a team is not prepared for it we've seen crystal saw be uh, something that jungle that we know that can work but it can only work in very very specific situations so uh, props to TSM for you know being on the ropes here, maybe getting ready to lose a Cloud9 to lose that first place spot, uh, drafting someone uh, out of the ordinary and getting the W. 
Yeah, I mean, RIP to Silicue for everyone, because now people are going to start trying to do this, just like we've seen multiple times. I blame TSM for every time I have to play with someone in Silicue that, you know, they try to pull up these crazy comps, and I'm like, okay, I just met you. We're not gonna. We're not on. We're not on comms. We're, this is never gonna work, and we just fail miserably every time. So I blame TSM for that. Hey, you know what? They got to do what they got to do, and if uh, people want to try it, might as well. You might as well get the practice. <laughs> 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 but yeah, looking at the last uh, matchup here, then we got a game three, another game three for TSM versus Cloud Nine. These happen quite often. Uh, TSM on side A, Cloud9 on side B. We see TSM go ahead and ban out the Vox right away. Uh, Cloud9 goes ahead and bans with that Baron. They know Best Chuck's Baron is extremely strong. Uh, Cloud9 goes ahead and picks up, uh, or TSM goes ahead and picks up the Idris, and then Cloud9 picks up that Adagio, which allows uh, Cloud9 to ban away that uh, Baptiste. Uh, we see TSM ban away that Grace. So uh, Lyra is still out there, which uh, we see Cloud9 pick up next. Uh, so we have double heal already on cloud nine side, which we can kind of predict. Once again, we're going to see, um, you know, either a grump jaw, a cruel, a glade or a glaive or a, you know, a fortress, which we just recently saw from cloud nine and, uh, TSM, they say, you know, we, we know that comp works. We're going to draft it again. So they go ahead and draft a crawl and a Catherine. So, you know, this Catherine being picked last twice now for Flash X, it's a very, a very specific draft they run here. If this, if they set it up right, they're going to get it in a props for TSM, man. You know, they go ahead and run a draft they just lost to Cloud9 against, and they go ahead and actually play it correctly, which the main difference here is that Gabe Vizzle was not on that Grace. You know, TSM recognized yeah. that. They said, we need to ban Grace away if we get this comp, and that means allows Bonsi and Flash to do a lot more work and you know be a lot more successful which that's what we saw you know we saw von siegel five and one this time we see best chuck go only two and two he does a lot of damage doesn't get the kills he you know he got focused a lot more but he allowed von c to just wreak havoc with that crawl yeah i mean another big issue too was uh flash x he got the echo uh you know gabe's gabe Bizzle's a master at, at crucibling and blocking stuff but uh unless you're gonna buy two crucibles gabe can only do so much he can block off that first one but you can't block off that second one not to mention you mix in uh von c's help or uh help from heart am i saying that right is that backwards uh from hell's heart yeah from from hell's heart there we go yeah uh you know that's another stun you know you see i love joseph he doesn't have a reflex block or anything in his kit he just has two offensive items and and a coat of plates so uh, a lot of cc coming out there that uh i think really hurt uh, C9 in the end, uh, TSM executed it extremely well. Someone did their homework and said, all right, if we get rid of this grace, we, we'll be able to win with this matchup, no doubt. Yeah, so props to Lucky Bread and uh, the rest of TSM. They do go ahead and take this uh, series 2-1 to one and move on to the finals. So, uh, you know, looking at the finals here, I wasn't surprised to see TSM do what they did. Uh, Flash X goes ahead and does not play. He allows Lucky Bread to get in there. We know Flash X, this could be the last time we ever see him in a split. Uh, so him just wanting to take a break. They have first spot locked up. You know, this is kind of irrelevant. It's only relevant for Immortals. And if they win all this, they can kind of maybe creep their way up to third place. So seeing TSM draft extremely strange things, I wasn't surprised about it. I know some people are probably frustrated. But, you know, we look at the finals here. TSM uh, just going through who they picked. You know, for this first matchup, uh, Lucky Bread picks up that Grace. You see uh, Von C on a Weapon Power Grump Draw, and we see Best Chuck on a Carry, you know, Scarf. So that's something we haven't seen in the lane in a while. We've seen Scarf down in the jungle, but, you know, in the lane, we haven't seen that in forever. Immortals pick up, you know, a Vox. They ban a Saw because they did not want to see yeah. Von C's Saw. So that was kind of hilarious that people, you know, have seen that Von C Saw already. Or, sorry, Von Saw not von c anymore just von saw it's von saw yeah and then immortals pick up you know dnzo or they pick up that uh adagio again which we're starting to see max green must really like playing that adagio uh as a captain which doesn't you know lyra was banned in this case so as long as lyra is away i guess i'm okay with them picking that up and then we see uh t T-T- or uh, yeah t tigers on that kashka so t tigers uh puts on a pretty big clinic on how to play kashka yeah i mean yeah it ends up going nine and one um getting that aftershock and that broken miss he was uh he was destroying just early game just all over him not allowing them to get 
much of their their own camps or letting them get any sort of a lead or sustain. Um, yeah, T Tigers definitely styled all over him. Best Chuck NA on that scarf. You know, we see him. He goes one and two. Uh, they end up losing. TSM loses five to eleven was the final kill count, and uh, Immortals wraps up game one. Yeah, Beshek was doing some serious damage on the scarf. I think he just didn't have the opportunity to ramp up. Bonsi got starved out too much for him to be that uh, burst damage uh, grump draw we've seen in past uh, patches. So, yeah, um, TSM does lose. Uh, Lucky Bread, he's probably like, "Hey guys, I get to play. Like, let's let's play for real. I want to dominate with yeah. you." Yeah. But you know, Von C, this next draft we see him. I'm sure Von C is just yelling at him like, "Enter or <laughs> Insaloxol, Insaloxol." So uh, <laughs> that's what they go ahead and do. Immortals bans away Baron. TSM goes ahead and bans away that Lyra. First pick Grace uh, from Immortals, and then first pick Saw from TSM. They uh, Von C wants to see that Crystal Saw, uh, Saw again. He wants to show everyone how dominant it is. Uh, Celeste, good counter to that Saw, goes ahead and gets banned away. Immortals go ahead and ban away that Catherine. Uh, next pickup for TSM is that Adagio. So we are seeing Adagio be a captain once again. You know, that is not as strong of healing as Elira. We know Adagio has been uh, nerfed and nerfed and nerfed into the ground. So pretty interested seeing that as well. You know, Lance and Arden, you know, just not played at near as much as some of these healers are. Uh, last two pickups for Immortals, it is that Kestrel in the Glaive. So interesting to see if it's going to be double weapon. We're going to see T-Tigers play his uh, Kestrel that he is so very strong with. And then here we go again. Bush Chuck's just so bored out of his mind, he's going to play another laner that's never been touched in this update or this meta. He goes in and picks up that Gwen. So you know, it was pretty interesting and interested to see that. Yeah. Uh, I think the big thing to focus on with this game would be, you know, Lucky Bread. Uh, as he does do somewhat of a normal captain build, he also has he, he goes a little different too. He he buys a shatter glass, which that's not surprising. You kind of see that every once in a while or an echo or something, but he picks up a clockwork as well. So that's kind of like two offensive items for a captain. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe that's him trying something out, uh, or if that's just him having fun because you know, well, TSM ultimately already locked up first and they're just out there having fun. Uh so it's kind of interesting to see. I don't know if that was just him practicing stuff or if that was him well i mean it it makes sense with a daijo kit i mean the the shatter glass scales well with the gift of fire and uh the heal and stuff or the fire or whatever the raft whatever it's called i can't think of it right now and then the clockwork just you know allows you to heal more so i mean when it comes down to it you're healing more and you're you're getting a buff on probably best chuck you know even to be more powerful when you buff him so i mean the shatter glass and clockwork while Lucky Bread thought that was probably his best bet to help his teammates. So, yeah, that, that does make sense when you look at the kit and how that matches up. Two Tigers. Well, I, I, I understand that, but it's just like you don't have the Crucible. You don't get, like, there's a Null Wave Gauntlet you can get in there. You can have more utility as a captain. I mean, when's the last time you saw any other captain go two offensive items? That's, that's the only point I'm making. Yeah, I mean, you see... Uh, some some captains you can see uh, an ability or a item an offensive item like that be useful. We know Gabe Vizzle has ran, you know, like a shatter glass on a uh, on a lance because that also scales well there. So you know, in a case like this, Lucky Bread's uh, in a position that's not high pressured. So yeah, he's just out there having fun, trying to build something different. Uh, two tigers on that Kestrel, uh, you know, zero defense. You know, why need it? Just uh, sit back and throw out your your arrows and get out a crazy amount of uh, active camos and you can just run around the whole map completely invisible and never be seen ever and that's what he pretty much tried to do he would uh drop a trap on top of von c or best chuck and there was at one point he had a crazy double trap he uh, caught best chuck once uh, two tigers continued on invisible set up a next trap as the best chuck continued to walk and then he just hit him again so back to back crazy crit i mean it was it was pretty smart tricky play from two tigers and you know, that's why he can he gives Hyde a run for his money when it comes to the best Kestrel, Crystal Kestrel especially. DNZO struggles on this glaive. Uh definitely I've seen DNZO played a couple times. Not not a strong uh hero for him as it has some of the other heroes he's played. Uh Von C, you know, he performs extremely well on this Crystal Saw. We see Von C have a little fun with his teammates after they lose this match, uh, and tweet out that 
Lucky Brett and Chuck are so bad, and I think Fonsi's probably playing this game like as serious as possible. Wants to win out there playing <laughs> super sweaty, and Chuck's just like, Fonsi, calm down. <laughs> it's going to be all right. We already locked up first. Yeah, so, you know, we do see Immortals. They come out with a big win, which uh, puts them at a tied for third. 16 points with Hammers and Nova which uh, Nova was up against Cloud9 in the third place match. So Nova needed to get the points off of Cloud9 to jump up to third, which, uh, you know what, they do exactly that. So they do jump up to that third place. Um, so you wanna, let's do the point breakdown then, the total point breakdown for uh, NA. Then we'll do our MVPs. Then we'll do our fantasy points and wrap this episode up. Uh, final points for NA then. This is the top six teams. 38, Team Silla mid, Cloud9 with 35, 17 for Nova, 16 for Immortals, 16 for Hammers, 15 for Tempo, Gangstars, and Rogue, uh, bottom out of the top six, uh, Gangstars with 13 and Rogue with 9. So this is the first time we see Gangstars not going to a live finals, not going to a finals in Vanglory history. Uh, pretty sad, unfortunately. Gangstars had a really strong run there. They just missed that top six spot barely. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, they get maybe a little bit more, obviously I have no idea what's going on with the, the captain, but a little bit more of a stable captain. You know, they've had, they had Zanes, they had Mac Daddy D, they had, I don't know if they had another one or not. I think that was it, but just, uh, I don't know. They're going to, I think they're going to have to do a big switch up here for the next season and we'll, we'll have to see where they go from there. But yeah, it is sad that they've missed out on their first uh, unified live championship. So, uh, well, they went to the, the last unified, the spring one. Right, but this is the first one they've missed out on. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you made it sound like they missed out on the very first unified. Live no, finals. no, no, sorry. I, I was saying that this is the first time. They, I'm pretty sure they've been to every single one except for this one. I, I yeah, they've been to like the when it, okay. back when it was known as like autumn, you know, winter, right, that right. kind of stuff. They had traveled to all of those. But, uh, you know, let's go ahead and give out our very last MVPs uh, going into unified. Uh, our laner. It's going to be best Chuck N.A. Uh, for me, it's because he played Scarf. Uh, I know you had had other reasons for best Chuck getting the MVP yeah. this round. Yeah, I, I think it's just because of his crystal power uh, interest. You know, TSM, they're they're the pioneers of these metas and, and how, to, how to use some of these heroes and stuff. And uh, normally you just kind of saw that weapon power interest. Well, the best Chuck showed you that a four offensive item Crystal Power Idris is extremely deadly, and if you can play it, if you're mechanically good enough to play it, then uh, you might want to get it on your team. Yeah, his, that's the reason he's my my uh, MVP. Yeah, his uh, he went 36, 21, and 39, 36 kills, 21 deaths, 39 assists. Uh, the last two matchups for me personally, he kind of trolled, didn't play very seriously, so that kind of hurt his KD. But uh, overall, the matches that mattered, Best Chuck played extremely well. Uh, our jungler, this was your pick. You definitely um, voiced your opinion on the jungler. That was T-Tigers. Uh, T-Tigers had probably one of the best performances out of the jungle after I went through every match and looked at his uh, scoreboard. He went 43-12-31. and 31. Yeah, and I mean, I know just the last game, or the one game where he went 7-6 and six on the, is the very last one against uh, TSM here. So, I mean, that's six, six of those kills were just in the very last game. So, all the games before that, when it was, you know, serious and it really mattered, T Tigers was showing up and uh, normally destroying people. So, that was the, the big reason for me picking him this week. I think he helped take Immortals to that, to the Unified Live Championship. I think he was a big part of it. Yeah, you know, his most successful heroes, looking at that Kestrel, Samuel, and Kashka, uh, he does very, very well with all three of those. So, uh, T-Tigers will be a jungler to look out for when it comes to uh, that unified championship time. Uh, and then our captain, uh, this one is more just honorary. Uh, Flash X, this could be the last time we see him in a uh, split in Vainglory as a player. Uh, not sure yet what is happening. I'm sure they're not sure yet either. It really just depends on how Flash X is feeling. Uh, he goes 10, 21, and 42. So uh, a lot of deaths, but, you know, he still did a lot to help his team win. Uh, the innovation of some of the drafts, uh, knowing how to uh, win the team fights and those important games against Cloud9 were extremely important. And uh, that's the, the main reason why we're going to give this last Captain MVP award to Flash X. 
Yeah, don't want to see him leave the competitive scene, but uh, you know, I understand. Everyone has there's there's more to life than just Vanglory, believe it or not. Sometimes, so there uh, is prop. Pro, yeah, <laughs> not for us, right? We not eat, for us. And sleep in this is true. <laughs> yeah, no props to Flash X though, and uh, I mean, deep down, me being selfish, I hope it's not the last time we see him as far as the seasons. Uh, I know we'll definitely probably still see him for the Unified. It's not like he's gonna jump out right before Unified, but. Uh, yeah, props to him. Yeah, so those are our MVPs. Okay, so let's look at the fantasy points between us. Let's see if I was able to catch you even in the slightest. Not a chance. I got my three points in EU. Let's go ahead and add the five points from uh, NA to give me a total of only eight points this week. Uh, what does that put my total at? So you were at 42 last week plus the eight gives you a Final roundup of 50 points for the end of the regular season. How about you? How did you end in NA? Oh, I finished up. So I ended up getting four points in NA and then one point in Europe. So that was a total of five points for this week, which allows me to get 65 points. So I beat you by 15 points. All right. So you are the regular season champion. It's time for tournament. Now we will come up with a point system and figure out if we're going to keep our points or just start new kind of like you would in a fantasy football and just keep points for picks and um, just through the unified summer. We will figure that out later. But uh, yes, you can go ahead and have your bragging rights of being this oh. summer regular season champion of fantasy Banglory. Hey, can you, can you say that one more time for me? Who won? The regular season. Uh, Crude Sloth yeah. did win the regular season summer yeah. Vainglory fantasy. We should uh, come up with like uh like penalty like or uh what's what am I what's the word not penalties but like if you lose like you have to do a certain thing. Oh, like or, a, like a know, punishment. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I have to like do some type of prank or something, something that sucks. Like only play like uh weapon powered Finn for the next ten ranked matches. Yeah, like in lane, that'd be, oh yeah, we're going to think of something. That would be fun. Yep. All right, so be looking out for that, listeners, the next time that uh, we get to do these points. Maybe we'll do something for Unified Live Championship, too. All right, so looking ahead then, let's see. We have Unified coming up. We will do a prediction episode for that. We have a couple weeks off, so you may be seeing uh, an interview episode or maybe just some fun episodes to kill the time. Uh, but yep, yep. until then, that is all we have. Thank you guys so much for listening. Enjoy the couple of weeks of no Vainglory. Play a lot of Vainglory, and I hope we see you out there on the fold. Cheers. Cheers. Time for rolling.